0: ladies and gentlemen how are you doing you fellas 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 hey today we are talking about the best picks in fantasy football this year yes we are here as the day this comes out we'll be about a week away from the start of the season and there are cuts right cut season is happening as I record this. So some things might change and maybe somebody else becomes a great player as Cam Newton just got released. There's some speculation he might be back on the team by the time week one rolls around, but either way, it looks like Mac Jones is the starting quarterback, which helps guys like Damian Harris get more rushing yards. He doesn't make this list, but he gets closer to making this list. And by rushing yards, I mean rushing touchdowns, but also rushing yards. So some things could change, but these are the best picks right now for me based on where they are in ADP, their values, the whole entire thing. Everything makes these players the best picks and I have seven of them. And let's start off right away. Hit the like button if you enjoy this video at any point with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley right now, who goes as the number 21 overall player in draft. He's my number 15 overall player. Calvin Ridley is in line to see a 30% plus target shares, Something that one to two wide receivers will see a year. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Steph Diggs type players last year with the volume that they got. He's now in line to see that. And not only is he going to see volume, he's going to see red zone usage as he had the second most red zone receptions last year. And he's had seven or more touchdowns in each of his years so far. And this is the number one hate, I would say, or pushback I get on Calvin Ridley being one of the best picks in the draft, having number one overall wide receiver upside is, well, Mr. Julio Jones is gone. Calvin Ridley will get the number one cornerback every single week. He'll get double teams and Julio's gone. It's not going to last. Okay, well, before you come to the table with a statement like that, You actually have to look into the big facts. And last year, Julio Jones saw the number one cornerback for the majority of the game in in a shadow coverage for 50% or more of the game exactly zero times. You know who saw that? Calvin Ridley saw that. Jair Alexander's, Marshawn Lattimore's twice, Casey Hayward's last year, right? He saw all those players as a shadow treatment. Julio Jones, zero times. So Calvin Ridley already was the wide receiver one on this team last year, and that's how teams viewed him. And if you're somebody who just says the double teams are coming their way, Julio Jones also saw no double teams last year unless you're Calvin Johnson in the red zone you don't get double teamed in the NFL these days there's too many good athletes on the field the wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes and the tight ends especially of the past and past catching running backs are not what they used to be five to ten years ago when Andre Johnson and Calvin Johnson were getting double teamed no it's not the same you will get beat from the one-on-one coverages on the other side of the field day and night every single time by the offensive coordinators and athletes they have now it's not happening there's no double team so don't be using that as an excuse so julio is gone and in eight career games without julio calvin ridley averages 20.1 fantasy points per game 107 receiving yards per game 11.1 targets per game would have led the nfl last year adams had 10.6 so that's good and over seven receptions per game yeah calvin ridley for me definitely has what it takes to be the number one overall receiver in fantasy i don't hate you if you take him at the end of the first round that turn or the beginning of the second round that's where i have him ranked right now 15th overall player now the second player for me is somebody who's not really being talked about at least from what i I can see the sources that i talk about all that much and i think it's a good thing i just think it means status quo for this second year player who already broke out as a rookie last year and that is t higgins higgins is my number 50 overall player goes off the board at 65th overall i mean if you're getting t higgins right now in the seventh round of your 10 team drafts in the sixth or seventh round of your 12 team drafts that is amazing value t higgins by all accounts is the number one wide receiver on cincinnati i know because they took jamar chase number four overall and he played with joe burrow 18 months ago people and automatically make it jamar chase rookies although they have been playing very well i mean justin jefferson last year being an insane exception to the rule but you know chase claypool has double digit touchdowns iuke looks great higgins all these guys judy yeah of course everybody thinks that right away now, every rookie is going to be great. But let me remind you that Jamar Chase hasn't played football in 18 months, and T. Higgins is a very, very good wide receiver. He was taken with the second pick in the second round last year. He is a six foot four, 220-pound Alpha X receiver, and oh, yeah, he broke out last year. Now, if you look at his game logs, it'll say he played 16 games. He only ran one route in Week 17 last year they didn't really need any of their starters out there and he left the game so he really played 15 games and in 15 games he saw 108 targets and broke out with a 19 percent target share he posted a rookie year of 67 catches 908 yards six touchdowns and again that's in 15 games and oh yeah five of those games was with Brandon Allen as his quarterback and not Joe Burrow who ended up tearing his ACL at week 10. So T. Higgins already broke out last year, which you're hoping to get from Jamar Chase this year, who's getting drafted ahead of him in drafts right now, which is just ridiculous. You're hoping to get from Jamar Chase what you got from T. Higgins last year, a 110 target season. You'll take the 900 yard season, right? The six touchdowns. You already saw T. Higgins do it last year. Now coming into year two as the bigger body receiver on the outside. Why would you not take that again? He is one of the best picks this year. And now the third player is yet again, another wide receiver. And this wide receiver goes 81st overall, he's my 54th ranked player in the draft guide. You can check it out down below. Limited time option to get it for free. Now, some people are being confused here. There's two ways to get it. They're both linked down below and a video will explain it. If you're eligible for the first way, you'll get it as an add-on bonus for free. If not, there's still a way to get it. A bunch of stuff is in that draft guide. My tiers that I like to draft off of top two hundreds. I have ranked 90 running backs, 125 receivers, 50 tight ends, and 50 quarterbacks. No matter how deep your draft is, you're going to be the most informed person in there. And they're being updated every single day for news and the cuts and everything that's Coming out, so be sure to check that out down below. And this player who is going right now, 81st in my 54th players, Cortland Sutton. And I hear you. Oh, gasp! Cortland Sutton, he tore his ACL. I mean, Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. He's going in the first round. Adrian Peterson tore his ACL. He ended up becoming the MVP, rushing for 2,000 yards. I mean, ACLs are not what they used to be, right? ACLs, Odell tore his ACL still being drafted as like a top 25 wide receiver. They're not what they used to be, especially for a player who tore his ACL at age 25 early on in the season, like Cortland Sutton. He's going to heal and come back and be fine before his 26th birthday. And the big thing for Cortland Sutton was early on in camp, right? At the beginning of July, beginning of August, right around there, uh, there were some murmurs that, you know what, Cortland Sutton, the head coach, Vangio, the uh, Cortland Sutton, I think mentally he's not over this yet I mean that's Vangio the coach himself saying I think that this person and it became this big news storm it pushed down Sutton's ADP people were adjusting their rankings and dropping him and then in the last preseason game he was cutting sharply he was looking good he was scoring a touchdown he mentally said or he said himself that mentally he's over this injury he feels fantastic and now you get the Cortland Sutton who should be taken as a top 25 wide receiver because let's not forget what he did in 2019 before he tore his ACL and also last year to start the season he was looking decent in the game that he got to play but in 2019 He had a breakout year with these three quarterbacks, Joe Flacco, the end of Joe Falacco Brandon Allen, and rookie year Drew Lock, which has been the worst of Drew Lock that we've seen in two years, and both years have not been great. So those three quarterbacks he played with them combined for 72 catches, over 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. He was number one in market share of air yards as a deep threat. This was a very good breakout wide receiver, and that's why he was being taken everywhere as a top 20 receiver last year. Now he goes outside the top 30. Now sometimes he goes outside the top 35 receivers in drafts. That's a mistake. That's just weighing the injury too much. Why weigh the injury for a 25-year-old receiver who's not going to be cutting as much as a 24-year-old, 25-year-old running back in Saquon Barkley, but you're fine taking Saquon Barkley as a top 10 pick still? makes no sense and i know that judy is there now and judy is going to be working on the outside hamler in a slot and three wide receiver sets but the clear x receiver here like the traditional number one guy in the offense that you look to is going to be Sutton. He's six threes 218 pounds judy is smaller and he's just going to be the z receiver still solid on the outside you get teddy teddy bridgewater is a little bit more accurate i don't think teddy bridgewater is that good either but i think he's a little bit better than drew lock for fantasy drew lock at least throws more downfield and he's a little bit more yolo so maybe that hurts actually these receivers if anything but sutton in his own right is still being drafted way too low number four goes. Goes off the board as the 109th player he has moved up a little bit over the last week or two but he's my number 80 overall player meaning that i'm fine taking this guy in like the seventh or eighth round of 12 team leagues and that is going to be Corey davis he's the most proven wide receiver on this roster right i mean he's the second highest paid wide receiver for the jets this offseason second highest paid in the entire offseason the jets signed him only behind kenny galladay in new york in terms of the contract that he was given and everything looks good for him i mean last year you saw him finish top five in yards per out run finally had that fourth year breakout it took forever the rare fourth year breakouts the Devontae Parker style breakouts, what people are hoping from Traquan Smith coming into this year. But he has it, he plays well, he was very efficient, very productive, especially in the red zone. He gets rewarded, and now you see him go into this wide receiver one role, where on 13 routes run in the preseason with Zach Wilson in the starters, he was targeted 10 times, a 77% target rate. The NFL average is around 15 to 18%. now Elijah Moore wasn't in for those games it was only a very small sample but he's going to be firmly the wide receiver one and he fits so perfectly with Zach Wilson's big arm if you're talking in the short and intermediate range it also helps that the offensive line looked great in the preseason and Zach Wilson himself looked like a top two rookie quarterback right there with Mac Jones in the preseason limited action next up the fifth option is going to be a running back and this man's name is sony michelle so he is my 72nd overall player my running back 31 i have him ranked ahead of daryl Henderson, who's my running back i believe somewhere around 34 38 in that range right now and he goes off the board as 138th player sony Michel, who was just drafted for a fourth round or traded for a fourth round pick to the rams goes into now a similar offensive line the rams are number four patriots great offensive line rams are number four in run blocking last year a better overall offense in my opinion in terms of play calling and scheming and sony Michel, in a limited t- sample of 79 touches last year was number one in running back efficiency on a yards per touch standpoint a lot of people like to point to sony Michel and say a couple things here right first of all it's a running back by committee with daryl henderson okay it might be right i think he's the 1a in this he was a former first round pick last pick of the first round but let's just even call him a second round pick higher than Daryl Henderson's third round value better overall player than Daryl Henderson I think many of us can agree on that just skill set wise pedigree everything about Sonny Michel is better than Daryl Henderson I mean bringing him in and trading a fourth round pick for him at this point in his career still valuing him almost as much if not more than the third round pick you put in to Daryl Henderson so I think he's the 1A in this backfield and many backfields are going to have committees if anything so taking him the running back 31 I'm not saying he's a top 15 top 20 running back I just like him ahead of Daryl Henderson but a lot of people will point to oh he's got bad knees I mean he's played 25 games since his last missed game with anything has, that has to do with his knees I know in college he had some bad knee issues in terms of injuries his rookie year he had a little bit banged up issues but the last two years in 25 games played the knees have not been an issue and he's only gotten better efficiency wise each of the past two years that he has played so I would challenge anybody who actually says that he's still young it's not something that I'm concerned with right now people compare it to Todd Gurley who actually has a condition that is ruining his knees not something that is happening to Sonny Michelle, who was injury related there's an actual nerve condition there for Todd Gurley so I think Sony Michelle is fine and the crazy thing is you can get Sonny Michelle a lot of the times in rounds really 12 through 14, 15, when I think, and I have him valued right now as like a seventh round pick. I never have to take him there because he's always on the board later because the custom like rankings right now on all the draft platforms don't have him pop up. So people don't remember the name Sonny Michel. He's not a sexy or exciting name. People don't think he can catch passes when I would say that he can, but he had no pass, c- pass catching work, you would say in New England, because the running backs in New England have specific roles. Like they literally used four running backs last year and two of the pass catching running backs were Rex Burkhead and James White, as he has been. So those guys come on the field for those drives, but there's no real pass catching back right now in Los Angeles I mean Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle I would say have similar pass catching chops you're gonna say no they don't because you've been influenced by the stats that you've seen that the roles that these players have had on their teams they're very similar pass catching weapons there's a chance here for Sonny Michelle to be a three down back in this offense if anything he'll be splitting the work 50 50 he'll get some of the goal line usage he'll get some work in a great offense now with Matthew Stafford who does throw it to the running back so running back 31 for me goes off the board like outside the top 45 running backs is one of the best picks if not the best running back pick if not the best overall pick right now in fantasy drafts now we got two more guys you got a second here you can hit the like button i appreciate that the sixth player we'll talk about here is marvin jones we have a receiver marvin jones and then a quarterback marvin jones i've been beating the drum for all season if you've been watching my content you already know he's my number 79 overall player goes off the board 134th I think he's the number one receiver on this team. He goes off the board as the third Jacksonville guy taken from this team in fantasy drafts. Now he's dealing with an AC joint sprain, but he's expected to be fully ready to go if there was a game today, let alone a couple of days in a week from now, depending on when you're watching this for week one of the season. In the preseason, he ran 23 routes in the two games that he played with Trevor Lawrence, and he saw nine targets, a 39.3% target rate is more than right around double more than double what you get on average in the nfl so it's a small sample there was no dj shark out there but he is the go-to guy not only in camp early on from all the beat writers reports but also in these games now chenault also played very well with no dj shark but he got an extra game in there when jones didn't play in week three of the preseason he was also given a nine million dollar guaranteed two-year 14 and dollar total contract by this actual regime to get reconnected with his offensive coordinator daryl beverly from Detroit the other guys were not actually drafted by this re- regime I think that he is the number one receiver on this team he's had nine or more touchdowns in the last three or four years he's had four 100 or more targets in four of six years he's often the top 25 receiver week in week out when he was with Detroit and actually healthy and now some could argue that going from Matthew Stafford to Trevor Lawrence I mean if anything it's not a downgrade it might just be a neutral move but it could also be an upgrade we don't know the potential ceiling of Trevor Lawrence but we feel safe about his floor as a rookie so for me he's one of the best picks right now in this draft I mean this is a guy who can easily finish as a top 20 wide receiver same thing with Corey Davis and some of these guys you talked about going outside the top 40 receivers and we'll close it up right now with our final guy a quarterback the best late round quarterback that I personally see right now and if you're playing in a 10 team league Trey Lance Justin Fields maybe make it to the 10th to 11th round they're obviously great options this is more so if you're looking for somebody in like the 14th 15th round is where this guy goes outside the top 180 picks and before we get into him I would like to say yet again that we do have that draft guide fantasy football 2021 draft guide it's complete down below check it out for a chance to get it for free any questions just leave them in the comment sections but even if you're not eligible for the ideal offer to get it as an add-on bonus there's still a way to actually get it just on the website they'll both be linked up they'll both be talked about it down there 50 tight ends 50 quarterbacks 125 receivers 90 running backs all ranked and a bunch of more stuff key stats player profiles you'll dominate your draft you'll be the most informed no matter how many rounds your draft goes so you can check that out down below and this player this guy who goes 181st overall my 143rd overall player is Jameis Winston and since he was just recently named the starter and a lot of people speculated that it would be Taysom Hill who's a special teams player for the Packers never really a quarterback don't know how they thought he would beat out one of the top five arm talents in the NFL and Jameis Winston and he doesn't and now he is here late in drafts I think he's the best late round quarterback and let's not get this twisted or, or think anything different of Jameis Winston because he was a backup for a year he chose to be a backup he could have been a starting quarterback last year for three to five different teams he chose to go to Sean Payton sit behind Drew Brees take a very team-friendly one million dollar deal deal be underpaid completely because he believed in himself that the expectations in 2021 were that he would be the starting quarterback of this team and now those are here and let's not forget in 2019 yes he threw 30 interceptions without having LASIK and all this stuff but he was also set up in a very bad system in terms of his coaching overall now he goes to Sean Payton potentially the best coach he's ever had probably is in his entire career in 2019 he led the league in passing he was fantastic in terms of yards per attempt and efficiency metrics in that regard Now, you're going to get him with one of the best playmakers in Alvin Kamara he's ever had. When Michael Thomas comes back midseason, one of the best playmakers right there as well, if not the best receiver. I know he's worked with Goblin and Evans that he's ever had as well. And oh, yeah, Sean Payton, who will scheme a lot of beautiful things for this offense, and Jameis Winston. And also, some people might say, but look at the receiving core there. I think Marcus Cowley is pretty decent. I think Traequan Smith is good enough to last um, six to eight weeks until Michael Thomas comes back. They might sign Brashad Perriman by the time that you're seeing this. He was cut by the Lions. So I think it's actually decent enough. Alvin Kamara, of course, is the wide receiver one out of the backfield on this team, but i would also challenge you and say look at the last month of the year in 2019 the last time he was a starter when mike evans and chris goblin were hurt and his number one receiver was brashad perriman who literally just got cut from the weakest receiving core maybe in the nfl with with the lines shows you how much skill he has and then really nobody else out there well this is what he did he put up 456 yards and four touchdowns 458 yards and four touchdowns 335 yards and a touchdown and in the final week when there really wasn't anything on the line 201 yards and two touchdowns so that was his worst performance and in fantasy football i mean in six touch six point touchdown leagues that's still getting you what 20 fantasy points Points as the worst potential thing that he did with a much worse receiving quarter than he's going to have this year with much worse playmakers like Peyton Barber in the backfield and Daray Ogunbowale when he's going to have Alvin Kamara this year. Jameis Winston is the best late round value and I think he's a fantastic option, one of the best picks, one of the my guys right now this year as he's officially the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. So those are seven players that I think are the best picks right now in drafts. Obviously, I like other guys. Obviously, Devontae Adams and all these guys in the first round are great, but that's based on value and based on a spot where all of you can realistically get these players. Maybe for picking McCaffrey first overall, you won't get there for Calvin Ridley, but outside of that, the rest of them will be available for you at some point in the draft. So take advantage of it. Build this dream team of a lineup all these guys are going underrated for one reason or another so thank you for tuning in we're going to continue that have videos check out all the videos i have i have the worst picks video that just dropped yesterday we're going to have the tiers the updated tiers for running backs and receivers coming out in the next few days and videos going all the way up until the start of the season and then we get into it we get into the betting videos we get into the dfs videos we get into some season-long videos during the year every single day until the super bowl comes in february be sure to subscribe to this channel and hit the like button and you'll be notified of every single video that's dropping if you indeed wish by hitting the notification bell best of luck if you're drafting tonight or tomorrow whenever you're watching this dominate your drafts if you have any questions on the draft guide and how to get it and any questions about it let me know in the comments down below i'll see you all in the next one